Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. We're still talking house party. The house party edition. Tonight's the night. <laughs> My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the mix master himself, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hi, Tom. There is a real life gnome outside. <laughs> That's great. Hashtag when diversity is used to mock the different. Yeah, right. (laughs) Which is an interesting approach to sort of hiring people whose bodies bodies are all different just to have them verbally abused and mocked in camera. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which is this sort of like, it's a bit of a cheat, really, because it's like, it's hey, as... we're, we're, we're pointing out the prejudices. It's right. like, yeah, but you just hired this person to basically stand there and get abused. And be made fun of. Yeah. It's... That's, that's not, uh, no, we're getting nowhere here. It reminds me that as you started saying it, I started remembering the scenes that you're referencing like I had PTSD. It's like... <laughs> It's also Which... the part of the part of the movie, and we'll get there. Where uh, the I I realize that the the cameo that we're all waiting for is gonna take much longer to get here because <laughs> right. the scene the scene that's involved here was a perfect opportunity for the cameo that we know is gonna happen at some point. Yeah, and we know it's going to be pretty late on the move in the on in the movie. We don't know how late, and this would so this is when I realized it's like wow we're we're gonna this is gonna be to to borrow a term from the last film down to the last minute. Yeah, right. Actually, that would have been a perfect title for this one. Because <laughs> kid and play don't appear until the last minute. Until the, the last film. minute. I mean, really, until the movie's over. I mean, we're, it's a it's a oh, post yeah, credit. Oh, I mean, that's it. I, it I, I don't know. Like, what's the legal definition of yeah. cameo? Can you yeah, cameo right. in the credits? I suppose you can. <laughs> Marvel have made it possible for us to cameo in the credits. I suppose. That's funny you say that because it it does make me think that, that like you know house party tonight's the night does feel as though it's trying to get a Marvel moment at the end of this direct-to-video release of right. a House Party sequel. <laughs> That's so interesting. I don't think they understand like, what like what yeah. Marvel's doing and that they are not equivalent. <laughs> Again, it goes back to Tony Curtis and the laser light, you know, I'll be back <laughs> I'll be back after the film. No. After the film. But I but I won't because I can yes. turn this off. And so can you. Well, All right, friends, we're talking House Party. Tonight's the night. Uh, 2013 sequel directed by Darren Scott, who I don't know. But I wrote down these. I wrote these movies down that I don't know at all called Caught Up and Dark Horse. 
But I think Darren Scott's going to be in our life again because I noticed he directed Deep Blue Sea 2 and <gasps> Tales, from the, of... Tales oh, from the Hood 2 and 3. Uh, well, I don't know anything about I didn't even know there was a Tales from the Hood 2 and 3, but the there's a there's a few Deep Blue Sea sequels. Yeah. So I'm inter- that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's the first one. Right. <laughs> exactly. Where where you know you're still it's still possible that you could get someone good. <laughs> so I, I I suspect that series falls off rather drastically after Rennie Harlan leaves the franchise. It must. <laughs> you don't hear that often. What are you talking about? No, you're right. I love him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, again, you know, we're in our own little... But, you know, he's got a reputation. And the reputation is more closer to Cutthroat Island Yeah, than it is to Die Hard 2. But it happened in Nightmare as well. He left the Nightmare series, and that went downhill fast after he That's left. That's true. Yeah. All right. You ready for Die my hard. big surprise? <laughs> Go on. I, right before we got uh, on mic, I had to look this up a second time because I was sure I was wrong. But this movie you has quite literally 40... didn't believe your eyes. You were like a yeah. wino in a Roger Moore Bond film. You were like I know. <laughs> looking at looking at your notes like it was a bottle of wine. <laughs> I said, hold please. Uh, this movie has forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, what? <laughs> Did you tell me in a previous episode House Party 3 has 0%? I did, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the system's broken then. Yeah, that's all, exactly. That's my only comment. I have to imagine that that's out of, like, you know, five and a half reviews. Sure. Well, I mean, the, if you if you listen back to our past episodes, you'll know... <laughs> yes. That that we didn't know this movie existed until we we were well, very late. I certainly game. watched them all. I think you were pretty far along yeah. in the series, uh, before you realized that this existed. So I was, even, I, yeah, I was in the middle of watching the last one, when I found even, out there was one more. Yeah, it was so terribly upsetting. One more, one more superfluous movie, yeah. than we knew existed. Yes, 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 and. It's funny when you said, you know, two, a 2013 movie, because somewhere in my head, I got it in my head that this was 2016 when I started mm. watching it. And then I saw Chris's brother still looking vaguely pubescent. <laughs> and I also saw his, his the, the, the guy who plays his father, who I know predominantly from Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. And I saw that he was still large. Because he is now a very slender man. Okay. And if you've seen the most recent episodes of Hanging with Doctor Z, you'll, you, he's a guest on there, and he's he's now beyond slender. Okay. But he is still a large a large gentleman at this point. So I was like, well, this has got to be closer to to two thousand and ten <laughs> for these for these two reasons. So that was when I figured out that it was not quite as recent. Well, you're referencing Gary Anthony Williams, and I always think of, think of him from uh, Whose Line. Yeah. That's what I know him from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if, if But it's you funny wanna... you say that because I remember thinking, oh, Gary Anthony Williams is in this movie? Because I was on IMDb and, and he has a skinny picture on IMDb. Right. And then he wasn't skinny in the movie. And I thought, oh, this is older Gary Anthony Williams. Or younger, I guess. Yeah. 
check out that hangar. Older with Dr. in time, Z and... younger in reality. Exactly. Yeah. So check out that um, uh, hanging with Doctor Z episode with him in because he talks about working with Bill Shatner, and refuses oh. to say anything unpleasant. Um, about Even though him. he should, or <laughs> to to which Doctor Zayas rightly responds, "That's the thing about Bill Shatner. You can take a man like Gary Anthony Williams and turn him into a filthy liar." <laughs> That's great. Well, no, uh, no money corner for this movie. It's it's our second direct-to-video, so no information on how many sales of the tape this got. Well, we know about two recent sales. Yeah, we do. Yes, because <laughs> we rented it independent of each other. Uh. So what it got is 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 recently got a uh, got a bump <laughs> of uh, about seven eight dollars. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the only one we had to pay for. Yeah, yeah. All the others were free. They were. But if you're if you're listening to this episode, you know that I ranked this movie last and you Tom did. ranked this movie next to last. Yeah, we're both right, by the way. And exactly. I was just going to say it's <laughs> it's you know, what do you do with a better made movie that's bothers me more and is more offensive? But it's just I mean, you know, to to um, to your point, it's just digital smoke and mirrors. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nothing to be proud of that you can make you 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 can make a movie look better than House Party Four down to the last minute, <laughs> where as we previously discussed, there is a scene entirely in darkness. <laughs> that's your the interpretation. set for one scene is darkness. That's that's your interpretation. I might have seen a the silhouette of a suit or, or a, of a, a silhouette of a that, seat. There's nothing in that freight plate, Mike. There's nothing. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong about these movies, Tom. Well, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not wrong. But it it was it was darkness. Yeah, but I also might not be right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I sort of in going over my notes, there's a couple of I don't know, couple of points of interest, shall we say, that I didn't find in the last in the previous movie in House Party Four. That's about as far as I can kind of go. There's a performance in this movie I kind of like, and an actor I like, Uh, Tristan Mays, who plays Autumn Rose, the love interest of Chris. Uh, she's gone on to, you know, be in, I no, think I noticed a bunch of episodes. She was on MacGyver. I was like, she's had a career. Right. I, I don't know that I can say that for a lot of people in this movie. And, you know, I, I enjoyed Everyone Hate, Everybody Hates Chris. Okay. Which is where the lead of this movie's from. I, most, I, I mostly like did, yeah. I like Malcolm in the Middle with Gary Anthony Williams. So, you know, <laughs> once again, they, they're, they're, you know, here and there, they're, they're getting some decent people from the industry somehow yeah to feature in these movies but i'll be honest i this was not like my favorite gary anthony williams performance i think they well, were of course not i mean well you know <laughs> you act like i had, i had said that this is the best thing you'd ever done of course no well, that's I mean, not that's how i'm acting <laughs> i i'm all i'm that's not what i'm saying all i'm saying is 
It like the movie felt like that they said, "Hey, you can make a lot of hay. Make as much hay as you want yeah. out of humpbacks." Oh, I have exactly the same note. So it's like they they gave him one joke to tell across the course of the, the movie. The whole movie, exactly. And, and he you does can just tell best. he's running out of material after the second joke. <laughs> like that's just what happened. And you know, it's actually the same. The actress who plays uh, Victoria, mm-hmm. the the um the the milf slash cougar, my wife described yeah. as described as both at different points in the movie. Um, right. Uh, there's something similar going on there where she's sort of, she's playing a bit to the nth degree and she's yeah. doing a fine job of it. Sorry, I said wife. That's the neighbor, right? She's the neighbor. Yeah, she's the, yeah. well, I mean, it's the first thing we see in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Is her breasts. Right. Followed by a 17-year-old boner. Yep. I mean, not... Not out of the pants, but or out of I the pants. I mean, pajamas, it might as but... well be. It might <laughs> yeah. as well be. I mean, this is the this is the language of pornography. Yeah, exactly. This the movie begins as if it were I, a porn. I wrote down more has happened in fifty seconds than any movie in the history of movies. Not I mean, you know, not narratively, but no. but in well, it's, shock it's... and awe. <laughs> Right, and this the, I, mean, like I had the same. They should have released this movie at the beginning of the Gulf War. What are you talking? What I I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. What, you t- <laughs> what to kind of bolster the public mood? What What do you? No, I mean just drop it. Just drop. Just drop it in a. You know, just drop yeah. it off. No, as we previously established, it was it was House Party Four that was. Dropped in the vicinity of the Middle East, <laughs> fell into the hands of Osama bin Laden, then who then decided to uh, enact nine eleven. I forgot about that argument. You're right. But hey, if you want, if you want to, you know, if you want to go for this, somehow got into the hands of Saddam Hussein, and that's when he started getting into weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm like looking over my notes. First, I wrote down old woman sexualizing a high school boy. Then I wrote right. down boner. <laughs> then I wrote next to it, sorry, huge boner. That's what it says in the script, by the way. Like I'm sure you, it if does. You, if you yes. download the, the script online, that's exactly how they describe it. But I had I a mean, very similar thought to you in terms of the shock and awe of it. Yes. Because I, I I thought, you know, as a cold open is is the rest of the... Because like, cold opens can kind of be two ways. They can kind of tease what's in the rest of the film mm-hmm. or they can be something entirely independent of it. Independent, just, yeah, right. Like a good way to start the movie. So I was like... Halloween resurrection style. It's like, am I going to have 90 minutes more of this? Yeah. Like, is right. this going to be an actual porn? Or and it, I, you know, this I mean, is it strong... gets close. <laughs> it does, yeah. At times, it gets close, but you know, it's not as relentless as this first few minutes of the movie. I'll is. agree with that. But you know, in t- just in terms of gender politics as well, like mm-hmm. to begin a movie with slow motion breasts jiggling to jelly kind of waterbed sounds. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you know, we we watched movies from the early nineties that weren't as regressive as this as this yeah exactly even in this series 
And this is what they decide to start the movie is. This is their, you know, their flagship moment. This is their signpost for the movie. It's funny because the second house party, for the most part, is, you know, a a fairly, in in what we're talking about now, is a fairly benign movie. There's one kind of weird sexual, I don't know, dalliance during the chase scene towards the end where... I think play gets underneath a bed where people are humping or something like that. Yeah. Uh, three has more off-color jokes in the realm of this, but it's like this movie picked up on like a single joke from one of the earlier movies and just said, we'll make this the core of our movie. This is what people want. But it's it's a fundamental misunderstanding of, you know, like yeah, like, raunchy absolutely. comedy. Like, yeah. it, this isn't raunch, it's just pornography. Yeah, it's just, there's, the. I think that's She's the thing even that... being called a MILF, which is like a porn, t- it's like, it's a porn term. <laughs> I know it's in common usage, I don't know if it was in 2013 quite as much, but... No, it was. It probably just, like everything in this movie, it probably just came into the zeitgeist, because this film is loaded with references that, um... It feels like 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 someone <laughs> fed all the popular words and phrases of the time into an into AI a computer, yeah, and then said, "Go make a house party movie." <laughs> right before the 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 cold open, I noticed that the the company who made this is Warner Premier, mm. which is Warner Brothers kind of owning up. To owning this franchise, but you know they're putting a subsidiary in the way. Yeah, right. Just as a you know, just for first for deniability, should it? Yeah, all I was go gonna wrong. say it's a don't blame us clause. Yeah, it's like in, it's like in wait, title. you produce this? No, Warner Premier produced that, yeah, but it has Warner us. in it. But it's Warner Premier, not Warner Brothers. <laughs> don't blame <laughs> the brothers. <laughs> Warner Premier is like like the sort of gummo of the yeah. of the Warner Brothers. <laughs> that's such an such an old man reference <laughs> as if Warner Brothers isn't already like a archaic movie studio on there you know yeah, what'll man. make it even more anachronistic talk about a talk about an unknown Marx brother <laughs> welcome to the old man pool the water's yeah. warm thank you well I and you know just on that point this movie made me feel old and the movie itself is old Right, yeah. Like, the movie's I mean, 10 years old, and it still made me feel old. Yeah. That's the like thing I about this movie, because <laughs> when, it, when it first started, I just thought, for a half a second, I thought, am I just at an age where this is more repugnant than funny? And then a half second after that, I said, no, this is just done poorly. They don't know how to do raunchy comedy. They're doing well, it wrong. Well, I, I I began to I began to get worried that I was that I was a racist because I wasn't understanding the slang they were using. Okay. Well, okay. And then and then Why as does that make on, you I racist? Thought, you have to keep well, up on the lingo. <laughs> no, but, well, exactly. Like I was just like, oh, I like the, the, the largely people of color talking to each other and not understanding what I'm saying. I thought, oh my god, am I a racist? 
And then as it went on, I went, no, I'm just old. I, like, yeah, exactly. I, I can follow yeah. the earlier house parties fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I might be a racist outside of this, but this doesn't make me more of a racist. Um, <laughs> Not this one thing. It, it's very hard for, for a white British person to to ever <laughs> claim that they are above racism. Not me. Not me. Yeah. But it it was just it, at one point I was just struck I was like these references are already anachronisms and I don't understand yeah. still don't understand them right <laughs> I'm behind Tom you were not alone sir okay I was right yeah. there with you yeah it's it's well I yeah and I wonder I you know I I sort of wonder whether some of it some of what they're talking about and the culture that's featured in the movie has now gone out of fashion or whether it's stuck around like i mm-hmm. i'm the last person who could tell you that but right. it it interests me i mean uh, from you know the only the only kind of <laughs> just to oh, prove no. that i am i am white the two <laughs> references that i understood oh i think we know <laughs> was uh they mentioned Twilight and True Blood. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, that's very much of the time. Like you that, that those are two mm-hmm. year specific references back to back. Yeah. So I wonder if all of these references died out in like 2014. Well, maybe. I suppose MILFs and Cougars are still with us. They are. But I mean, the first the time—the height... first time in popular culture I remember hearing MILF was the first American Pie movie. Oh wow, that's quite a while before. And that's a while before this. So, and Cougar—I I hadn't heard of the term be- prior to Cougar Town. Oh really? Yeah. Long before that, I heard that. I mean, I've heard of the animal itself. But, I understand. Uh, <laughs> not uh, to describe a um, geriatric. Sexual predator. <laughs> I don't think that's the general term for cougar. That's the term in th- I mean, of the char- this break. character for sure. Right. Well, I've only got this film to go on. You know. I have. I was. <laughs> I'll tell you if you you can tell me if you think this joke is terrible. I was a student teacher when uh, there was an adorable kid in my class. His name was Jack. He was one of those kids that like raised his hand. And then you'd call on him, and as he asked his question, he'd leave his hand up. So, yeah, I was wondering, and I just think, and and his question would go on for 90 minutes. Sure. We were all going out to recess, and Jack came up to me, and he says, uh, Mr. S., did I ever tell you about the time that I was at the zoo and I saw a cougar? And I said, I think you're a little young for cougars, aren't you, Jack? And, of course, he didn't understand what I was talking about, but my master teacher had to leave the room because she was laughing so hard. And Jack was like, what? 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. I was like, "Ah, don't worry about it, buddy. It was all just for my master teacher. How long ago was that? That would have been 2012 or 13, right around this movie. (laughs) Somewhere. (laughs) So sometime between then and now, Jack saw... No, it was saw before House... this movie. It was probably like 2010. Jack saw this movie and then he's like, oh, Cougar, I get it. Yeah. 
I, I used to do that with Jaws because kids would come up with, to me with a problem. They're like, did I get this right? And I would say, I think you need a bigger boat. And they would say, what? And I'd say, here's where you went wrong. And then I'd like, like work with them on the problem, just hoping that they would watch Jaws someday and then they would get it. I love that you have uh, uh, examples outside of this podcast of you alienating people with your references. <laughs> I thought I thought the gum on Mark's was a low point, but <laughs> nope. At least Jaws is 1975. I mean, right? Uh, well, this is far from a Marx Brothers movie, so agreed. <laughs> I wrote down um, like after we got that cold open with all the sexual like. Uh, unpleasantness. We go to the high yeah. school, and I just remember. Well, what do you? Well, first of all, what do you think? Where do you now? We've seen all the house party graphics. Where does this rank? Graphics. You know, like every house party had the little title image. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the specific one for this one, though. Strangely, it's like the only one I can't remember. Well, it's better than the last film. Okay. Which sort of goes without saying, but it's pretty low in the rankings. Hey, easy, easy. Don't try to bolster your argument. I'm not. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, you know, it's pretty, but, you know, it's pretty, I, I think four is on the bottom, then this, then three, then two. All right. Because the three looks like an adult superstore. Yeah. Which would have been more, would have been more appropriate here. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, well, well, uh, you know, before that, so we get the graphic, and then that that you know, uh, uh, Chris's brother and the wayward white kid mm -hmm. is uh, talking on not Skype. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> uh, and I guess it was like technology. This is the first sense that everything that is modern in 2013 is going to appear in this movie in some form or another. So video yeah. conferencing is the first sign of that. <laughs> um, but this it's kind of funny to me. That's like, they must have thought, oh, this will make exposition a lot smoother. If we do I, like Yeah, this. I had that sense too. Yes, but this right. is, remains as but clunky no, yeah. as ever. <laughs> it's the total opposite. Yes. But I mean, this is one of my. This scene has one of my first, one of my first of two points of interest in the movie. Okay. Which is that they've they've consciously flipped the racial bias here. Mm. So this is a middle class black family, and then wayward working class white kids. White kid, yeah. Um. Which I think is a nice progression. Okay. Fine. I mean, it's in the background. It's not. Yeah, part I was of gonna, the movie. like it doesn't. It doesn't but seem very central. someone at some point has made a made a choice because you know the dad is saying, "I don't like you hanging around with that kid." Yeah, this right. is like this is like post Columbine America, isn't it? Where it's like you got to watch out for those white kids. They, well, those white they, kids from they, working class backgrounds are going to. We blow are you dangerous. Away. <laughs> yeah, in their defense, they're, we're they're dangerous. categorically more dangerous than yeah. <laughs> than people the people of color of any age. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's th that's a that's a good acknowledgement on behalf of the movie. All right, yeah. So that's you know, I'll I'll give it that. Fine. Uh, what I don't enjoy is how many people we're introduced to. Yeah. 
I mean, now, but throughout the movie, we just keep getting introduced to more and more. More people. and more and more. They yeah, they're they're stacking. <laughs> they're stacking, stacking <laughs> characters, and, yeah. and you know, you, so many that you can't commit any of them to. And memory. there's such a stacking at the beginning. Oh, and I was also gonna say, so as we as we get to the high school, yeah, it's so funny when we get to the high school because my note is we have the broadest possible display of all high school students. Hmm. It's funny because it made I it made me think of movies like Sixteen Candles, or any John Hughes high school movie, where it's also the broadest display, but it like it's still funny. You can't oh, yeah. make that I work, mean, and this is not making yeah. it work. I just I noticed mean, those, that specifically as we as we got to the high school. Those the the genre archetypes of the high school movie can totally work. We know this. Yeah. Um, but it can't just be that. Mm-hmm. There has to be something else going on. <laughs> also, you have to sort of like get to not just introduce them, but also you can't just establish them. You have to get to know them in some form or another. And yeah, that right. never happens because every time we get like a second scene with someone, there's like a like a virus. There's like three or four more introductions in the same yes. scene to new characters. So you just can't you just can't keep track of them. They're like tribbles. <laughs> They're just like multiplying. Bing 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 bing. Uh, well, that was ni- that was 1960s. So maybe we're getting closer to the present. More and more. Not, getting not going... closer and closer. Not not nearly fast <laughs> enough, but we're, we're getting we're, closer. We're trying to get closer and closer to relevance. To being relevant. Uh, I'm now in the middle of the 20th century. Maybe I can get there with this, because one of my notes was, this director, Darren Scott, I think is trying to be Scorsese and Spielberg at the same time. Wow. Because he's got a a tracking shot as he's going around this high school Mm -hmm. as though it's, you know, Ray Liotta walking into the restaurant. And yet he's cutting with people walking in front of the camera, but not nearly as clever in a way that like Spielberg does in Jaws when Roy Scheider's looking at the water. That's what he seemed to be going for to me. Yeah. Just doing I, I agree. Forward. I agree it's not as good as the camera work of Scorsese or, or Spielberg. I know I've had a lot of shit to say about Spielberg, but <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't dare try to contend that Darren Scott is doing a better job than that, that okay, gentleman good. does. Um, but also it made me, you know, obviously because this is Chris's brother from Everybody Hates Chris, it made me think of, you know, the sitcoms of the time Mm. and we'd made the transition from the sort of the, the three camera, um, studio sitcom to a kind of more fluid single camera Mm -hmm. stuff with sitcoms like Malcolm in the Middle, for instance, and uh, Everybody Hates Chris. So again, it's just like the, the, it. The movie is in a time when it's much easier to look like a legitimate piece of work. Yeah, right. But with the minimum of effort. Yes. Like House Party 4 looks like what it is because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the idea of like using digital cameras has, has not been around very long. You know, we 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 don't know how to we don't know how to do it cheaply and effectively. By 2013, we do. And this movie benefits from that because it it just it automatically looks like a slicker, yes. more accomplished production. But the movie itself is doing nothing different from House Party Four. That's my point. Thank you. 
but it's just a lot easier for them to appear to be competent. <laughs> and that's what I think about the, you know, the logo as well. It's like, it's like, it looks better than the last film, but it's a lot easier to make that logo now. So right. there's no, nobody should be taking pride in any of this. All right, let's take a break. On that note, <laughs> we're about to get to a wrap. There's your poster quote. Nobody should be taking pride in any of this. That's a, I know when to go to break. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, and we'll we'll talk more uh, house party tonight's the night right after this. I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer. We're back. Tom and I are here. Crawling to the finish line of the House Party series with House Party Tonight's the Night. <laughs> now, is there a five in here? Because no. I keep seeing House Party Five Tonight's the Night. You keep saying House Party Tonight's the Night. I keep I I would Google House Party Five. I would get House Party Tonight's the Night. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. This always comes up with the fives, I feel like. The five, <laughs> they fives finally like, give up on numbers yeah, by five. I mean, <laughs> they either give up or they start using numbers again yeah. around the fifth movie. It's just, it's interesting. There's, a, it, there's an entirely, you know, different case study. You have to think, here. you know, I, I always remember the Alien series because they go alien and then it's very clever to just go plural and say aliens. But mm. once you get to a third movie, it's like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Well, All right, I, we'll I, call I, it Alien 3, but really it's only the second time there's only been one alien that they have to worry well, it's about. A, it's Alien to the Power of Three. It's, it's Alien Cubed, yeah. Yeah, Alien to the Power of Three it makes total sense to me. <laughs> of course it does. It's a little three, not a big three. I understand. All right. Well, so we'll get that one day. In the in the in the Sounds tale of, good of right to, now, <laughs> it does. In the tale of tonight's the night, hmm. uh, a rap <laughs> at school happens. 
So, yeah. And Tom, mm-hmm. I had to watch this rap twice because the first time my note was, I think the hero's rap should be better than their opponent's rap, and I'm not sure it is. No. Uh, on a second viewing, I said maybe I'd give them the edge, but I mean, barely. Like, like if they win it, it, it wasn't a trouncing. Yeah, well, again, this is, you know... Also, I said, what does Dylan do? Because he didn't seem to rap this first time. But that's, I mean, that's a weird... So, he he seems to be like the, the kind of hype man, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Because this, this figures narratively what you're saying. It because does. Because he's clearly not doing anything in this rap battle. But later on in the movie, Chris's brother you know, weaponizes that. And he's like, you, you don't, I don't need your help. I, if yeah. I wanted to do this, I could do this on my own. And then he's like, look, you're the guy who makes the connections and you, you, right. you, you know, have like, a place. Even if you're not contributing creatively, you're holding us together in a different way. So this is, this is important, but I don't, I don't think this movie addresses why, why he, he you know, now that they have a produce, now that they have a record company, what what possibly his role could be? Yeah, right. But and this is this is the like in the the last two films, I've had exactly the same thing. Where even after they've performed musically, I failed right. to clock that the leads of the films are aspiring musicians. That they're good. Like I period. Well, I periodically forget that that's the like. I guess because kid yeah. and play, it's baked in, right? You know that you already know. Yeah, right. You know that they're a music act. But in in this and the past movie, I periodically forget. We don't know who these people are, so you have to build that up a little bit. Right, and I mean, God knows there's and they enough. Don't. God knows there's enough rap battles and dance offs in this movie for you to. But it's still for you to remember, but it still doesn't stick, nope. which says it all, I think, <laughs> yeah. about about uh, the success of this film. I tell you who I would have liked to have been the leads of this movie. Hmm. The two battling DJs. Yes, yes, you're right. That would have made way more sense for what this movie's going for, because uh, thematically, this is that about, should have like, been the central story. Exactly. I mean, yeah. and, and you know, because it's the only compelling story. Because I was in just going to say, it was the only thing that was compelling in the whole in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would totally fit with this, with what the movie's trying to do, which is trying to be a, a hybrid of retro and modern, right? It's mm-hmm. trying to, like, absolutely, be- because you know, it's 2013. We're still making house party movies, like the, you know, the aging cast of Star Trek movies. We have to justify why we're still doing this. And it's the only storyline in which the characters change. They come together, right? To an so, to an understanding, yeah. you know. And the, you know they 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 are they. If you're gonna ask me who in this movie is the equivalent of kid and play, I would say these two. I would say I these would two DJs. Say, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I would never say the actual leads of the movie who who kid and play later compared to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> which I think they have to do. For us to realize that that was a comparison mm-hmm. that the movie was making all along. <laughs> oh, man. It's not clear otherwise. Uh, don't we get into some boyfriend is cheating on you comedy at this point? I have a note that says for your fat ass. Yeah, well, that's uh, um, precocious. That's that when uh, Autumn Doesn't Rose somebody is... else walk up and he's just 
a terrible well, fucking monster. He goes ape shit on yeah on her. Yeah. In a way that's like, why would she like? I understand that there's got to be a little bit of suspension of disbelief that you know when 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 women are with terrible human beings in relationships with them in movies what they why they are with them they... at all yeah we have and to you know kind and of... there's a degree of truth in that like you know uh, both genders stay with people who are not good for them right but sure. the way he the way he just lets loose on on this you know this defenseless woman who just came unsuspecting up to say hello. just to say hi it's, yeah right i mean it's really hard to believe you'd ever speak to that person again mm-hmm um after this there's and, no know, reason the... for our lead female character to be with that man no because she's represented um, as kind and smart and you know there's just there's just no way you would believe that that woman would choose that man which in itself is a problem because she's she's sort of like they just they keep yeah. loading the goodness onto her yeah again, right exactly we're, we're stacking again mm-hmm. it's just like it's like she's clearly a good person. She has and... all the best qualities that she doesn't but... need anybody, any of the men in this movie. Her postgraduate ambitions are to design fashion for the poor. I mean, right. <laughs> yes, I think we're laying it on a little thick. <laughs> and, you know, if you go back to like House Party 3 and House Party 2, the women in that the, the, the kind of women in that movie who were positive role models didn't have to be squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. Like they could fail from time to time. They could, they could get shit wrong, take the wrong direction. But this movie kind of delineates good and bad far too easily. Yeah, I mean, there it's it's cardboard cutout. Yeah, college is back. College is on the yes. agenda again. College is They're on the agenda. Talking about going to college, but linked with it is this sort of idea of a, I think, more than middle class, like an upper class, yeah. uh, what, luring with the car? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's the same storyline as House Party 2, more or less. I suppose. Just done across racial lines rather than mm-hmm. within the black community. Yeah. So, especially how it turns out at the very end. Yeah, yes, you're right. <laughs> All is forgiven. And then we have a we have a dream sequence. Chris's brother. Yeah, has a, I wrote a kind of d- daydream of of like a not very good rap video. Mm-hmm. I wrote slicing poontang pie fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. That's exactly. That's it. <laughs> um, and this is where. Gary Anthony Williams' uh, hump jokes start. Yeah, this right. So this, is, this is fairly early on in the movie and you'll still be telling this joke like in the final scene. Right, exactly. Humped to death, he says. Humped to I death, think. yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're 13 minutes in. That's when they first bring up the idea of a house party. They don't really explain why it's important. in this context <laughs> it has any connection to what's going on. Yeah, right. Other than we're in a movie called House Party. That, yeah, it just has to happen. Because that's uh, the title. So I guess it's a shorthand. We know that that's how you get record producers interested in you. <laughs> I guess that's tried Which and true. Which only happened in these two shitty direct I was going to say, that's tried and true based on what happened only in the last movie. I know. 
<laughs> oh, that's so, funny that this movie picks up on a shitty idea from the shitty movie, the last movie. That's great. I mean, it, it, it's it's yeah, exactly. It's a sort of a it's a misremembering of a misremembering of House Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's that is. I mean, I'll say unique without any kind of, <laughs> without, you know, not talking quality. Just it, this all happens in a twenty-four hour time frame. Mm-hmm. Which I guess the title promised us. Tonight's the night. I, I well, yeah, I guess. But the real time aspect of this film just seems weird. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a thriller. There's nothing. There's nothing riding on this, <laughs> except a career. This is how or, you start your career. And that's the the weird thing about it is that they're not too far off the mark, are they? Like it's the beginning of. And we'll get there, but you know mm-hmm. what they what they what happens essentially is they their road to success is not getting a record deal. It's, it's getting a viral video that leads to a record deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In 2013, I guess that's the update for this movie. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's sort of, it's plausible. Um, that's true. Yeah. I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. But then the kid and play cameo sort of walks all that back. Anyway, we'll get there. (laughs) We got a lot to talk about. Don't, don't jump too far about, ahead. Including the black I, Jesus painting. That's my note. Because I just wrote Jesus painting? Question mark? What's the, the joke fu- here? What What is the, What's going on? Is it a joke? Are they making fun of a black family worshipping a black man? I don't know. Seems perfectly <laughs> natural to me that their Jesus would look like them. And, you know, spoiler alert. Oh no, that's spoiler alert is the correct term. But spoiler alert, Jesus was black. He, or he was blacker than he's depicted. He, he's oh yeah, he's always spoiler been Spoiler alert! He's a bit darker than we ever thought. As if it's he's, like a plot twist at the end of the Bible. It's like at the end Yes. Like after is, the book of Revelation, it just says like, oh by the way, Jesus was blacker than we've been describing him throughout the entire book. But anyway, uh, I thought it was a very strange moment and i didn't know what what point they were making right because because you don't know if it's a joke and if it is a joke why is it a joke whose expense is it at exactly yeah it makes it doesn't make any sense i mean i get i suppose that you know it might be just more superficial than we're giving it credit for and it's just like this this is gonna kill the vibe Mm -hmm. i guess that sort of makes sense but what a weird, what a weird vehicle for that joke. Oh man! And I guess so. Again, like trying to compare these films against each other in terms mm-hmm. of the conceit. So, is, are these people richer than than the people in the last film? Oh, um, hmm. Because I the, the problem the problem is is the last film. Like they they were depicting them as rich, but nothing they did. They, you know, they nothing they did <laughs> could screamed rich could visually summon that up. Yeah, right. So I'm trying to figure out. It's like are they are they 
I would say that they're upwardly mobile, but does yeah, it go beyond upward, that? Yeah, I don't they're know. upwardly mobile. I would say they're basically on the same par. Like they, they seem to be on the same wealth level okay. to me. Which is just fascinating because again, because it's it, it's it's doubling down on House mm-hmm. Party Four above all the other sequels. <laughs> I know. I know. Is this, this a do-over? Feels like I mean, a direct sequel to House Party Four. With or, or you know what it seems like? It seems almost it seems like a remake of House Party Four. Yeah, it's a do-over. It absolutely. Like. Yeah, totally. A reboot of House Party Four. <laughs> We should be doing this on the Patreon. Yep. Might offset some of the money we've spent on watching the film in the first place. <laughs> another another po- another comparison between these movies is when the house party starts. Here it's it's with a, an hour and 10 minutes of of the film <laughs> the film yeah. left. So we've had this minimal setup and now the rest of the film is one set piece. It's going to be all house party. Yeah. Right before so, that, I mean, before this it is starts, the worst of both strategies for when yeah. to start the house party. <laughs> they try to have this. Uh, I I think it's built for comedy hallway party escalation scene. Mm. Kind of another tracking shot of our heroes walking down the hall, where right. more kids seem to know more and more and more that there's a house party, because the house party was supposed to be a small house party yet again. Because, you know, we can't fuck up my rich dad's house. Right. And then I wrote down, I have a note here that says, because they show some archetype characters. Again, we're still meeting new characters in this movie. And Mm. some of the characters we meet are the nerds. And I said, these nerds are like broad enough to be in that Simpsons episode where Homer goes (laughs) back to college. (laughs) It's it's interesting. Like, it's very, it's. Because it's the sort of rise of this a period in which nerd culture is becoming part of the mainstream. Yeah. And yet they're still popular. being represented as if they're in Revenge of the Nerds. You're right. Yeah. It's like everyone else has moved on but this film and how they But represent. this movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's it's like the, the you know, the nerd guy in war games as well. Like that's that's who mm-hmm. they reminded me of as well. Um And then Chris's brother makes Autumn Rose a disgusting drink yeah that clearly curdled in the cup because <laughs> the way she looks at the way the actress looks at it yes as i'm like i am not i don't care You're i don't not, i don't I'm care if doing... you give me a i don't care if you give me a sad card yeah. i am not drinking i'm not this. doing 17 takes of this I'll tell you that much <laughs> And, you know, we're constantly having new faces and archetypes thrown at us throughout. So, you know, we, right. th- th- we're we introducing potheads at this point. Mm-hmm. We've had ed- every other archetype of the high school genre, and now we've got the potheads. Well, and because we're at the party, I mean, they're just coming hot and heavy. Right. You know, this movie feels like they have to stuff these characters into the house. You know, Even though the they've plunger. already introduced a thousand kids. Yeah. <laughs> They they even need like female counterparts for the male nerds, mm-hmm. which I wrote down. Not exactly John Hughes. No, and I mean you know it's like a less good version of Wayne's World Two, with Wayne's mm-hmm. girlfriend, and 
also a less if you need another example of what it's a less good version of i think you get the point that episode of seinfeld where they they meet their alternate they're all you know they're, yeah. like they're, they're nice, bizarro the bizarro, the bizarro yeah. people uh but you know without without comedy um so again like the, the you know it's like 2013 but the comedy is is less sophisticated than the early 90s yeah somewhere around here i think because i don't think we meet her earlier but there's uh the 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 predator mom has a friend that comes to the party as well and i remember i kept thinking i want to know more about this person because it doesn't <laughs> until seem it like... actually happened, and then you regretted <laughs> yeah, it, didn't you? Exactly. Yes. I was like, I don't know how these two people are friends, ah! and then all of a sudden they go for their twist ending, and I, I thought, I, I'm done with this. That's. I think that was the one thing that put me over the edge on this movie, where I really just started to hate it because I was so intrigued to know more about this person, like you said, until. They did tell you more about this person, and then I thought, "Oh fuck, I quit." I quit. Yeah, she's a les she's a lesbian who's in love with Victoria, who then becomes a lesbian just immediately. The it's the kind of thing that they're parodying in Hot Shots Part Deux. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh fuck. But yeah, but but at that point, when when that reve- reveal, <laughs> in quotes, comes, your first thought is. Well, I guess it had to be. That's the only reason she would have yeah, she exactly. would stick around. So I guess the joke's on me mm-hmm. for caring. Well, like you said, when we get to this party, I said we're thirty-two minutes in. How is there an hour left of this movie? Well, we got to have a lot of dance-offs. So many. To and that'll eat up quite a bit of screen time. I mean, you know, too many glams, glam slams in this movie. We got glam slams. We have at least everything has to know, come down to a battle. I don't understand. We have, yeah, why. everything comes down to a battle. We have at least two, maybe three rape attempts. Gee, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't. I yeah. You look fatigued. I I sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess they are. Oh, you mean by one person, or do you mean separate people? I guess, well, if you start counting other characters, I mean, they go on. I mean, they end up kind of being requited. Like, the, you know, some people yeah. some people are being attacked and don't mind. But, mm-hmm. you know, the movie gets fucking weird. Yeah, it does. And, but, and yet the sort of the continual dance-offs and, you know, rap battles and this going mm-hmm. on. That's a it makes it feel like a very different kind of movie, like a kind of tween movie. You know, like high school musical. And yeah, has high school musical but Oh that's a that's a fair mixed, point, like a high school mixed musical. with American Pie. Mm-hmm. Uh I guess those See, because those, you know what maybe it felt that's like it to... because those those movies have got like video sequels, right? So maybe it's trying so. to capitalize on the on the American Pie video sequel. Market, <laughs> and if if that's what you're, if that's the target audience you're going for, just shoot yourself in the head. It, well, your life thing, is though. never gonna get worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what it felt like to me because they even show some of this nonsense after the movie's over. 
you know, we get credits with yeah. more battles. That's right, and, yeah. And what it looked like to me was that this wasn't planned to be part of the movie. Oh. It looked to me like the cast started having such a good time together. They were like, let's do a battle. And then they just oh. decided to film Sounds it. Like you and then somebody said, let's fucking put this in the movie. It doesn't have to be an hour and 17 minute movie. Let's make it 132. Then we'll mm. really have something. That's what it felt like to me. Sounds like you've fallen victim to the charms of this movie. No, easy. Whoa. <laughs> because what you're essentially saying you there are putting is, words it into just, my it mouth. It looked like all these, all these carefully choreographed scenes <laughs> and setups just roll, rolled straight off these guys. They just naturally did it on set. <laughs> so if, if what that's you what you're about? saying, that this Most movie is, scenes... has worked on you. No. Most of those scenes are a camera on stilts just looking at a dance floor while they That's fuck true. around in front of it. No. But there's got to be more. They can't just, you know, if you'd have said that about the last film, I would have agreed with you because it looks like they came up with everything on the day. That's well, Trolls yes, 2 two, two style. But for this yeah. one, you know, they've got to put in the, they've got to dub in the lyrics. They've got to choreograph the numbers. I'm sure you meant troll too. I I said what I said. <laughs> Don't piss on my his hospitality, please. Um, so I I I I would like to believe what you're saying, mm -hmm. but to me it seems more intentional than that. That they that they're trying to. They're trying to make this a young person movie where everyone starts breaking out into dance battles every ten minutes. So I think it was I think it was deliberate, um, and thought out, but you know, <laughs> wrongly. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, it's yeah. That's the that's I can see what I can see what you're saying, but it doesn't seem accidental to me. It just seems mercenary. Like this is mm -hmm. what this is what young people like in their movies. Let's put some more in. Okay. Uh, I don't think I don't know. I mean, you might be you you could be right. Again, this 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 movie. I'd like to think has I a, am. Has a gloss. <laughs> has a kind of gloss to it that makes it hard to see right. just quite how amateurish it is at times. Because yeah, right. so much of what they're able to do... It's got a gloss. Do, yeah, it, they, can make, they can make it look seamless in a way the last movie couldn't. I think that's mm -hmm. the difference. But it All doesn't right. mean that it's any more competent. just means we've got better at, you know... Switch it, turn the switching the buttons, and you know that kind of whatever you. I don't know how you make these movies up, but hey, give me a little more Quasicom on this shot, absolutely, right. sir. <laughs> turn down that graphic equalizer. Um, <laughs> Why don't we take another break and then we'll come back? Oh, you wait until I've said the stupidest thing. <laughs> no, episode, no, whatever I've said That's before, everyone's true. gonna remember. They said that weird thing about the graphic equalizer. I don't think so. Okay. Plus, I've got. What well, you think? It, I mean, I I concede it could get stupider, but I'm <laughs> I got a big it's most stupid I line ask, of the podcast so far, and it might take some time. So okay, I, let's let's go to break and we'll come back. Let's do it. All right, right after this.
If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom and I are here discussing... House Party, Tonight's the Night, which Tom thinks is House Party 5, Tonight's the Night. <laughs> no, I, I've seen it. I've seen House Party 5 somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I, I have. I honestly, it's one of the, and we, that's not unprecedented. We've seen that before. That's true. Movie, movies called different things in different places. <laughs> All right. I said I had a question for you. Okay. My question is this. <laughs> Did you go on a journey with the character of Precocious? Do I have that name right? Precocious? Yeah, you have the you 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 have the, exactly the name right. Well, what was your journey? My journey was <laughs> that at first I was so upset that nobody would even acknowledge this very charming young lady. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then she became a sexual beast. Right. Which made me kind of, I, I don't know, because the movie did not clue me in that this was a part of her, I kind of thought to myself, well, fucking gross. But then I thought, who am I to take away her sexual right, agency? Sure. You know, yeah. so I went through all these thoughts and all these feelings that's, about. That's what I mean. It's you know, a cheat, the, right? The, yeah, exactly. I, was, I started to resent the movie, but even more for having done that. Yeah, it's just, well, exactly. It's it's the same thing where you know the movie can point back to you and go, "What? So we shouldn't have plus size people in our films?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, and reflect right. the truth of what they go through every day. Of their lives. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you're still being an asshole. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, is is there anything... Is there, It's still a sizest joke to have her crash through the Through the floor, ceiling. Yeah. Whether she has sexual power and agency or not. Yeah. You're still, you know, the punchline is the same as it would have been. Mm -hmm. Had you not had that gloss on it, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I, I, I love, I love how you started that out. And just for the record, she's beautiful, and her outfit has dated better than anyone. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um. And I'm sort of like, again, like the assumptions behind. Her getting together with the creepy guy. Yeah, yeah, that too, right. 
the the idea is like oh the, like this is the only person who would ever consider being with her being with her and vice yeah. versa but at the time i was just and speaking of a journey i was just grateful because i really thought that creepy guy we were heading towards a killing spree ending <laughs> i was just going to say the serial like, killer one of the two, serial yeah. killer from the last movie right exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so i just thought i like at the time i was just grateful that they got together because the other way that it, it could have gone was everybody at that party getting shot murdered. To death. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, but, but and you know, it's the 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 bathroom sex scene that they have is is like it's so offensively yeah. <laughs> directed. Yeah, it's it it comes off like a scene from Lars von Trier's The Idiots, which for those of you who don't know. It's about a group of middle class Danes who get their kicks by pretending to be disabled in public. Yeah. And for the record, neither of these people are disabled in any way. Nope. But they are being depicted as if they one is socially awkward, the other one is a is a is a size, you know, a particular size. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is literally it. That's... And yet it's like the monsters. Right. <laughs> That's the length of their transgressions. So shy I, and awkward. Right. I, I wrote down. I wrote down. Precocious is now aggressive? Question mark. Right. Right. What the and, fuck. And we just have to be fine with it because then the movie can throw it back at us that we're being prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just cheating. Yeah. Right. And narratively, by the way, we're we're waiting on this, uh, you know, executive, this record executive Guffman. to show up. Yeah. And Guffman from Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for Guffman. But this movie does not successfully <laughs> convince you. Like, you know, immediately that the, the man wearing the suit is not the suit. Yeah. Well, also because... If you've seen the poster, you know that those suits are kid and play. True. <laughs> That's true. But you know there's going to be an intermediary suit before getting to that suit. They talk about it, you know. It's not like they say kid and play are showing up. I wasn't up. expecting him either. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> well, the first, I mean, the, it, it's just fake out after fake out, isn't it? Because the right. first fake out is that the stretch limo arrives... And I'll add the Seinfeld joke. It's a bunch of kids with a dollar forty between them. Yeah, right. And then we're just sort of like, you know, how many buffers are we gonna get before we get kid and play mm-hmm. <laughs> that one? And the answer is quite a few. Yeah, quite a few is. buffers. Family had a lot of buffers. Yeah, and you're right. Victoria's going around trying to sexually assault Chris's brother. Ooh, it was. Um, I I don't think we're at the most offensive one yet. Because there's one upstairs, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Lots of jostling around and throwing him on the ground mm-hmm. and trying to undo his pants. Which he's actively saying, please stop, don't do that, don't, please stop, 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 stop. <laughs> there, there are moments in these scenes that makes me think that the, the people making the movie are up to date with some aspects of culture, but not others. Mm. Because when... You know, when uh, the two DJs are fighting, Chris's brother separates them by saying, Hey, Tyson Holyfield. Mm, like, right. 
This is 2013. There's quite a few two. famous boxers since since those two. <laughs> they have no idea that Mike Tyson ate Evander Holyfield's ear. Hey, um, so I did wonder. And then they did the wait, waiting for Guffman thing, so probably someone who's writing the movie has, has seen it. Well, I, I don't so, think they need to have seen Waiting for Guffman. They just needed to see the last movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> but and then, and then you know, like the st- they have things that look futuristic to me now, like the electronic decks, mm-hmm. like that that can't have existed in two thousand and eighteen, two thousand thirteen. I don't think that exists now. I don't think you can do that. No, I I don't know, but I didn't. If look you it can up, do that, then much. why are we not on Mars now? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming to a, a if we can do to all a NASA this with... mission it's soon tom stars on mars we gotta go to we gotta we gotta go back to the moon first <laughs> i've been there done that <laughs> um but it, just this idea that you i think it's it's an idea of the time that you can do anything with touchscreens which i don't think is technologically accurate well we know 2012 just the year before the king year of touchscreens, right? Yeah. I mean, we were talking so, about Skyfall and all these other movies. And they, even even Sky, Skyfall had got out of that. It was Quantum of Solace, which is 2008, where everything was um, touchscreen. But really? anyway, I thought it was... It's not Skyfall when they're uh, in the bottom of that building and running around with that shit? No, yeah, Maybe. Mission uh, yeah. Minority Report style. Yeah, that's true. This, I guess, they are. Okay. So, mm. oh, I, I just and, realized you know, something I might I... have gotten something right with James Bond. <laughs> and I didn't. Wow. To be fair, it is one of my least favorite Bond movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I thought pissing in the hole in the floor was a nice punchline. It's just a shame we had to have that fart noise. Afterwards. I didn't even like the pissing. I, was, I don't know. It's kind of a good joke. I mean, the idea, it's like a Cheech and Chong thing. It's sort of like, you're still pissing, even though there's no toilet there. I kind of like that. But but then they have like a fart noise, and it's like, oh, well, that ruined that. <laughs> that sort of one redeeming moment Wait, we're, of comedy you had. Were Precocious and the boys still down there? They'd left, right? They weren't getting peed on. No, because <laughs> I can't put that past an, this movie. That's an entirely different genre of porn. Okay, which thankfully we don't enter into in this movie. Uh, no, but because they, they leave, they leave have to leave the house out of shame, in humiliation, yeah. in shame, yeah. Um, and then they get a Lucas clap later. <laughs> Lucas clap. Uh, and this is where we're getting into the the DJ battle. Yeah. Um, well, for, uh, yeah, because we got to go outside. Seems to be, for, for either of us, seems to be like the only po- the only sort of narrative right. uh, highlight of the movie. And we should say, because we haven't been saying, but throughout all of this and dance battles, like, you know, that narrative, they're kind of going back and forth. Like, you get a turn, I get a turn, and they're kind of, yeah. this is fucking great. No, we, well, listen, watch, listen to this. Check this out. And then they keep going back and forth. <laughs> Some equipment goes out. And now they got to join forces. Like, you sound like Prince Charles <laughs> when he 
There's that footage of Prince Charles listening to the <laughs> the the DJs. Dig that funky rhythm. <laughs> Check it out. Hey, carry on. Sorry. I don't know why I'm criticizing you for for something that I am. E- I was gonna say, don't try for. to make me whiter. <laughs> you got plenty of whiteness. King Charles, he's your guy, Mister. I, I said Prince Charles as well, didn't I? I'm I'm unwilling to accept <laughs> the, right. the the awful truth. <laughs> he was Prince Charles at the time, he was. to be fair. You know, he was just a Padawan back then. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, they have to join forces. And you know this the the re- I think the reason why this is the only point of interest in the movie is because it speaks to what the movie is. It, it, it's like mm-hmm. the you know, you've got vinyl versus digital. Yeah. So essentially it's the, it's the soul of, of the sequels kind of fighting each right, fighting right. to the death. Uh, the original house party versus its latest incarnation. But honestly, you, in a, that's an actually interesting idea. Yeah. I wish they focused on it more. That is what is that, that is, um, that's a much better idea for this movie mm-hmm. to make it about that. Like, you know, two warring ideas of, of DJ. Right. Each of which represents different parts of the franchise. <laughs> it's funny that I have lines that say big dance off starts and then maybe five lines down DJ battle followed by <laughs> followed immediately yeah. by let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> and this all this dance filler more or less attests to the fact that they started the party way too early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's got to keep stretching it out. Well, in our, you know, following the love story of our hero, Chris, you know, by now, Autumn is broken up with the boyfriend. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> I guess Chris is the heir apparent. But then he has this moment where he says, uh, let's dance. And she says, I don't want to dance. And he says, well, I or she says, uh, I'm not in the mood. And he says, well, I am. And just grabs her hand and forces her on the dance floor. I didn't care for that either. And then he's called Chris Brown, which must have been a fairly recent. Confusing. Why? Well, because he's uh, his name's Chris in the movie as well. (laughs) Maybe his name is just Chris Brown. <laughs> but I assumed it was a reference to him being a domestic abuser. Yeah, right. Chris Brown's, uh, uh, I I assume, fairly recent attack on Rihanna. I don't remember it being much before 2013. <laughs> yeah. And that was weird, because it's sort of like, this guy's clearly an abuser. And you're making that abundantly clear, and but this is like a light comedy. Why are we? Yeah, exactly. Why do we, why do we even have characters? Why like are we this? in an after-school special right now? I don't understand. Yeah, like what? Why can't he just? I I don't know. And again, the movie would the movie would respond by saying, "Well, why would we want like a glossy version of this? So this is he should be what men are capable of being in these situations, which we've seen and." In Chris Brown, mm-hmm. exactly this. It's like, well, yeah, but there's a time and a place, and it's not house. And party it's not, it's not the movie tonight. you made. 
<laughs> it's out and of it's place. And it's not house party and it's not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Gary Anthony Williams is still talking about humps in the fucking car on the way home. Yeah, that's it. you got to give a good comic actor more than just one joke Come to on. tell. He is driving that hump joke into the ground. I mean, <laughs> even even David Letterman would be like, hey, right? You gotta you gotta ease Fucking up. Fucking ease this up, one. please. Um, and then after a relatively restrained use of sound effects in the film, it all comes out in one fight sequence. Yeah, right. As if they kind of forgot that sound effects were a part of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, they got lucky with that Apollo Creed reference they made. <laughs> because this is pre-Creed. Yeah, right. So what would have been a dated boxing film reference is now seems incredibly contemporary. <laughs> That's true. So sometimes you just get you just get lucky. And, the, you know, this is where, again, after there being no mention of this since the beginning of the movie, the class college... Right, I, so I said an hour and ten minutes into an hour and thirty minute story, we're going to start a story about these buddies, you know, yeah. a, a fight between friends. That's late. Yeah, That's late to get into it. Based on one of them wanting to go to college and one of them wanting to go into the music business, yeah. which is again house party two. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just like, you know, it's enough of a tribute that they don't feel like they have to explain it mm -hmm. or establish it. They're just like, well, you remember House Party 2. <laughs> you might as well say in the movie, it's like, you know, like you, in House Party 2. Like in two. House Party 2? <laughs> the main characters, which um, we're going to meet soon? Do you think there's a possibility that this was a original movie that was Cloverfielded? I do, yeah. I don't, nothing I've read suggests that, but I can imagine a world in which mm -hmm. this was just called Tonight's the Night or something. Right, exactly, yeah. They, but they, they also probably, party on it. they were probably like comedians or something like that. And they said, hey, yeah. if we make them into dancers, yeah. rappers, and put a house party on it, we got ourselves. Get Kid and Play to do, yeah. to do a cameo. Get, get, get a Kid and Play cameo in. Uh, this movie will be gangbusters on the video market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, so they... And then it's a direct reference to House Party 2 because Wayward White Kid sells his car. Yeah. Which, when you add in the, the power imbalance between them historically... <laughs> right. Makes it seem like a less benevolent gesture, <laughs> you know, because because Chris's brother could just say, "Yeah, and what about the rest of the reparations? <laughs> keep them coming. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's let's keep And, and you know that he might he could say that because in the scene before, after they have their big fight, you know, the girl's girlfriend says, or his new girlfriend. He says, uh, you were so mean to him. And he just says, yeah. I'll call him later. <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's all he that's yeah. all he's got for him in the moment when he knows he's done something wrong. I'll call him later. So they so they 
achieve success not in the way they expected. They expected to dazzle record producers with their music. But what in fact happened is they became a, a viral video success because one of the people at their party fell through a... Yeah, a floor. A, a floor on, on a toilet. And we're, it's like we're so early in the infancy of By the way, marketing. I mean, we didn't mention this, but when they do fall through the floor, you know, they, they come down, of course, with a thud. But the one thing that really just broke my heart in all of that is they have this kind of wide establishing shot of just mm. dozens of kids with their phones out making a video of that. And I'm sure that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Right, kids that age, but I almost hate. I just kind of hated that it was in there. Yeah, I'd ra- I'd rather the director make a choice to not include that, even though it's what kids would do. Because it was, it just, it was just. And apparently, so, it's a good thing. Oh man, yeah, it was so mean spirited. But then to make that the thing that saves the day for your, yeah, to, you know what I mean. I just thought, oh fuck, this movie. That that was the last big bummer that I could stomach in this movie. That's that's why it got to the. End you want of a good counterpoint to that? Ron's gone wrong. Watch that film. Have you seen it? <laughs> okay. No. It's exactly what you're talking about, but you know, uh, a feel a feel good, a feel good ending that grains against that. Okay. Um. We're so early in the infancy of viral marketing, we need a British person to explain what it is to the audience. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, that's clearly why British. I mean, that's the obvious. Uh, He's, you know, he's mistaken for an Australian. Um, which I didn't laugh at because it happens to me on a daily basis, but I guess, I guess if Does I wasn't it? traumatized by it, I'd find it funny. Do people ask you to put shrimp on a Barbie? Does it go that far? Well, no, that's just racism, but <laughs> the people will just be, you know, it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> are you from the UK or Australia all the time? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Or, right. well, no, no one ever... No one ever says South African, but I think in my mind, I expect people to, because that makes more sense than Australian, (laughs) both culturally and linguistically. Okay. I want to know why the dad, after having taken the contract and saying we're going to get a lawyer to look at it, then hands it back to the record producer. Because <laughs> I've memorized it. Well, right, like he says, we're gonna get a lawyer to look at this, and they and and everyone cheers as if the deal is done. My understanding of the music industry is limited, but as far as I can figure out, as soon as any record company contract goes to a lawyer, the deal is dead. <laughs> right. That deal's done because it's the objective of that contract is to screw the person who's signing it. So as soon as a lawyer see, sees it, they would go, uh, no, don't don't ever sign it's this. Over. Don't ever sign this. It will destroy you. <laughs> so I don't really understand. I mean, I understand. It's like they want to just have the feel-good ending. But uh, 
that that deal funny. ain't never getting signed if a lawyer sees it. <laughs> and this is why they look into the camera to announce the end of the film. Which, you know, yeah. the first time they've done it, but it's very House Party 4. Right. But it's, yeah. This movie uh, leans into and takes way too much from House Party 4. It's not a movie... <laughs> It's not a movie you should no, pick up threads from. It's a movie you should run yeah. run away from. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is an interesting situation. Have you got anything anything any other notes for the film? No. This is an interesting situation. I have I have well, more I have notes one, film, but I but I have to do a credit check before I get to them. To because, get to it? Because the film continues. I wrote down something I don't understand. Yeah, that's true. I I wrote down something I don't understand. Is the last song when the credits start? Is it called "It's On"? Could be. I wrote down "Black Market Advil" after that. Black Market Advil. So Whoa. I'm wondering if those. Yeah. I I said. I well, think now I I'm, think that, I don't are think are those. <laughs> I think that's your grocery list. <laughs> Are those lyrics list, in the it? song? That's, 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 I think you're using that legal path for cross purposes. <laughs> Gotta get that black market Advil. The only thing I could think of was that that must have been a lyric in the song. Oh, that made, that makes sense. I don't I don't question the logic of that. The likelier explanation okay, is is you were trying to get hold of some black market Advil and wrote it down to remind yourself, but. <laughs> I'll take that it's a lyric in one of these <laughs> terrible, terrible songs. Good. All right, go on. Well, yeah, well, that's how I'm going to have to start a credit check, go back to the film, and then finish the credit check. <laughs> the film's because forcing my hand. chooses to do. So the, <laughs> you mentioned this, so, so the dancing continues into the credits, but it, it's it's like the... And this is another precedent I think they're probably riffing on is the TV talent competition, like the X Factor, those kind of shows. Mm -hmm. And they do something that those shows do, which is that they take the unsuccessful contestants and then put them out, like parade them like a Victorian freak show. In the final, mm. like, the, it's like, here's all the people who were you know, mentally ill that we've exploited and put them all together in one one that's dance nice. number. And that's what this felt like, because it's yeah. all the people who can't dance and can't, uh, have no talent. Um, so They bring out the nerds. Yeah. And the new nerd girlfriends for one go-around. Uh, and I guess that Autumn dancing with her abuser is a way of saying that they're now out of character and this is just a curtain call. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought I don't think the characters were I don't think it's the characters and right. all is forgiven. We're now seeing this is this is why it made me think that though, Tom, because it seemed like that you know, we had a uh, actors having a good mm. time moment and then the director said, "Hey, let's get do character work and do the same thing. We'll put it in somewhere." Okay. That's why I thought that. Yeah, that that I can buy. Okay, so let's I'll go back to the credit check later. Uh, yes, so, <laughs> so you know, I want. So, my instinct was that they were going to save the legacy cameos until the last possible moment. Yet somehow it was after that, <laughs> after the last possible moment that they put it. In. <laughs> 
And I gotta say, this beats Omen Four in revealing yeah. in revealing Thanks. that it exists in the same universe as previous sequels. Because we were saying, I I can't think of another movie that reveals it's a sequel as late on as Omen Four does. This is later. Midway through True, the credits yeah. is even later. Yeah, it is. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't deny um, that. So this is the the top of the pile in that respect right now. And and in no other. <laughs> I mean, how could we get one later than this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I get a post credit sting, I suppose. It'd have to be. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Post-credit. So, the, it asked the audience to think of these two as the successors to Kid and Play, because mm-hmm. you have to say that out loud, otherwise we don't. We wouldn't know that that was the point. Um, right. And then there's a, a kid and play have a, you know, the the quite a good sort of button of trying to reclaim the intellectual property rights of the dance. Like, you can see right. it, the joke coming a mile off, but it's quite a nice way to tie sure. together the series. And then just like a reminder of how goofy... The comedy was in the first two house party movies. Is this the way that kids' eyes bulge into the camera? Like he's like <laughs> a, a, just it just reminds me, you know, like their heritage was the, sort of the Three Stooges, and the fact, you know, as we said, he is a yeah, human right. cartoon, and and age doesn't seem to have changed. Right, changed that nope. age in yeah, yeah. hasn't diminished his abilities. He still he still <laughs> looks like a you know. He's like a Jar Jar Binks type. He's sort of like he's not quite, not quite in the world he's supposed to be. Um, yeah, kind of uncanny valley, a quality about him. That's good. And that's stuff. all I've got for the, for that part of the. Did you? You must have a comment about kid, the return of kid and play. No, I just, I mean, really, my only note about it was too little, too late. I I have a hard time even imagining. I have to imagine they didn't see it, and just said okay, because that's how bad a movie it is. Yeah. You know, I, ironically, when immature uh, reach puberty, they rename themselves too little, too late. <laughs> so you think? I mean the the. If you see the poster of this, it sort of has, you know, the sh- whatever shenanigans are going on in the movie. And then, it, you know, above the title, Kid and Play. Right. So that to me says this has the Kid and Play <laughs> seal of approval. Stamp of approval. Whereas you'll see to suggest that that's a kind of crusty brand steel of seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> like they actively exactly. dislike the product, but they're putting the name their name on it for the for the money. <laughs> Oh no! Get it off me! Get it off me! <laughs> uh, so yeah, back in the credits now. Um, Go. The final roll call, which is also a highlight reel. It's interesting. I was saying that the actors must have the actors who are dub- when they start to double them up because they all do their little bows. Mm-hmm. And little, then it yeah, starts right. with one at a time, and then they start doubling up. It's like, 
You must have that cut. <laughs> and then we were point. like, we yeah. we got too many fucking yeah. We but got how too pissed many. Must you have been? We introduced too many to fucking have been people just on that cutoff <laughs> point. You know. Uh, here's some here's some uh, character descriptions in the credits see if you can figure out who who this is supposed to be irresponsible kid horny student kinky student that's all of them I mean that really could be anyone in this movie that's all of them (laughs) why would you go with the most generic descriptions of, of possibly anyone in the film that's funny. And my final note was this was seemingly filmed in South Africa. Oh, I didn't notice that. So, I don't know. Maybe that that would have been a nice twist at the end where we kind of pull out and reveal that we're in the middle of the... <laughs> we're in the middle of the savannah. Like a St. Elsewhere snow like globe it's situation? Like a, it's like a sort of... Um, like a Twilight Zone episode at the end. It's revealed. It's like a, it's like a human theme park. <laughs> In the middle of South Africa. <laughs> that would have saved the movie for me, I think. Because if you think about the movie yeah. in that line, w- you're like, oh, it all makes sense now. If they, if they had done that, it would not be the last <laughs> on my list, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this is Roddy McDowell there going, people are alike all over. <laughs> all right. Is yes, that it? I mean, I, I've never had to break up a credit check like that before. This movie made me do it. Yeah, you had no choice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to tell us what you think of the final installment for now of the House Party well, series. In sequel terms. There is more House Party. In sequel Party. terms. There is more, yeah. With LeBron. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You send that email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. As always, join the Patreon, because someday you'll hear about the original House Party and the remake with LeBron. And we're intrigued. So, we're yeah, intrigued you about have that to them. look forward to. And... Uh, by all means, make sure you're uh, subscribed, download those episodes, listen to them to the very end, and then rate and review, and uh, we'll climb charts. Why, why do they have to listen to the very end? Is that a marketing thing? I think that's part of it. I don't think you can just download it. I think it's, at least on Apple Podcasts, I think you have to listen to the very end or listen to the it's whole episode. Like yeah. As opposed to... It's not like it used to be, like, if you walked out of a movie or you didn't finish a DVD or a VHS tape. You w- yeah, exactly. Once you bought your like... ticket, fuck off. You don't even have to go into the theater. Yeah, you bought like, your ticket. Be like, I'm you, good. It would still be like, joke's on you. We got your money. <laughs> yeah. It's an entirely different yeah. ball game now, isn't it? Yep. We gotta work harder. So you... But if, if you... <laughs> If you, so if you didn't make it to the end of the episode, could you just put Mark played? <laughs> That'd be great. That's what we should be saying Mark's at the end of the episode. episode. If, you didn't like the, if you didn't make it to the end, be sure to put Mark played. Just Mark it as played. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, That's it's perfect. like That's you know, they're tedious, ending. but I kind of like them, so sure. <laughs> All right. We leave you with that sound advice and say goodbye.
when you hear us next, we'll be pitching sequels to this nonsense. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Tom. Coontang. <laughs> that's a good closer. Yeah, well, that's like... Wow. That's the lead into a dream sequence. Yeah. All right. Until next time.